0: entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all
1: got a long way
2: to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire, and entertain Our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. My name is Marty Wolf. I'm your host for the Business Builder Show. Joining me in the studio is our executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Hi, D.C. Hey, Marty. And my sidekick and the executive producer of Business Builder's video, Mr. Kerry Carney, joins me today. Hi, Kerry. Hello, gentlemen. And Billy. Oh, I didn't introduce her yet. Uh, Come on. That's right. I'm already messing up the show. Billy Howard is my special guest today. Hi, Billy. How are you? Hi, Marty. It's great to have you back. Let me introduce Billy. Uh, first of all, she wrote a great book uh, called WeCommerce How to Create, Collaborate, and Succeed in the Sharing Economy. I like to start this way because I made the proclamation a few months ago that uh, WeCommerce, Billy Howard's book, is the best business book that I read in 2015, and that hasn't changed. But here's Billy's introduction Billy Howard is the founder and chief engagement officer of Brand Theropology. A cutting edge communications consulting firm specializing in helping organizations and individuals to produce innovative, creative, and passionate dialogues with target communities, consumers, and employees while blazing a trail toward new models of artful, responsible, and sustainable business success. And I've already mentioned Billy Howard's book. Billy, welcome back to the Business Builders Show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here again.
2: You sent me an article that has just absolutely fascinated me, um, and it's the title of the article. I'm going to shorten it a little bit, but it's How to Executive Produce Your Brand. I'm going to repeat that so that we can set the stage. How to Executive Produce Your Brand. Okay, set us up for the discussion, Billy.
0: So, you know, when when we spoke last time and what I look at in my book is this massive shift that we've seen in the global economy and in culture uh, centered around the idea of collaboration and, you know, the the idea that we're all better in service of the collective we as opposed to the singular me. Mm -hmm. Now, that idea is uh, catching on and it's taking shape. Um, And, you know, a lot of people are first coming to understand it through the lens of, modern-day conveniences and luxuries like uber and airbnb
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what i've done um, you know in this year is kinda of take a look at how the, the new paradigm is evolving and not just influencing how we uh... live uh... and play but also very importantly how we work and and how this collaborative um emphasis has really impacted business. Mm-hmm. And when you look at a lot of things that have happened in the in the first part of 2016, we've quickly seen the line between sharing economy or collaborative economy companies and mainstream Fortune 500 companies continue to blur. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, GM, for example, investing $500 million in Lyft. Um, you know, yeah. Hyatt investing millions of dollars to create a competitive brand of one fine stay. Mm. And we've seen this continue on and on. And the latest iteration of that is this idea that businesses are living to evolve into what's called platform business models. Mm-hmm. GE is doing that with its industrial internet, its Predix dix concept, and, and so is Microsoft in its redesign of Outlook. So what I wanted to do today is talk about how a, an organization must create a corollary collaborative communications platform to dovetail with the direction that business is going in. And, you know, the idea of brands as studios really uh, fits the task, uh, you know, when you're thinking about how to bring that to life and, and a metaphor. And, you know, that's what I wanted to talk to, uh, you know, your audience today about is how brands can evolve into studios and really view their communications and their brand narrative and their stories as really building, um, you know, almost building a movie that you want to invite as many people to watch as possible. Yeah, so.
2: I, I, I love that idea. And so I, I looked at it in my simplistic way. I say kind of getting away from the idea of just products and being able to do a, a, to tell a story. And you use the phrase platform. Um, yeah. And so, so that's the way I'm kind of looking at this. But the whole idea of creating a movie set it was so it was it was such a great insight, Billy. I, I love the idea. Um, so to, to explain what you mean by platform. You know, maybe that's an unfair question, but tell me more about that. What do you mean by a platform?
0: Sure. Well, this idea of platforms is really, um, you know, businesses creating ecosystems that bring a variety of communities together, the business themselves, the vendors that are appropriate, and obviously the consumers. The greatest example, as I I touched on a bit earlier, is GE's Predix platform. Yes. And what they've done with that, they're projecting actually $6 billion in business alone just from this model, which you know goes along with why they restructured themselves last year and divested of a lot of assets that had nothing to do with their industrial core. Yeah. That being said, the platform is designed to really imagine what the industrial internet can look like. And it brings together all different components of G's ecosystem into one community where we all come together, collaborate and hopefully thrive and innovate in a way that makes this vision of an industrial internet take shape. Mm. Now, my assertion is that a communications function in, in any organization needs to think about having that same type of platform approach to communicate, building an ecosystem that's not just static, it's not just Pushing information out. It's a vibrant community, which is a push-pull approach to storytelling and communications that doesn't just inform but also delights and entertains and drives meaningful engagement. Mm. And I believe that it's this simultaneous parallel approach to leveraging platforms inside companies that really can uh give uh competitive advantage today. And I think business is first looking at it. Through the lens of commerce. And I'm telling you that I think that the next iteration of that will be through the lens of communication.
2: Excellent. Kerry has a question.
1: Go it, ahead, Carrie. It's not a question. It's more of a, a compliment to the statement um, that you just said, that it doesn't just inform, but it seeks also to delight and entertain. When I read that, that was just so eye-opening, especially the ending, the entertain and tying that into the storytelling of the product or service and everyone who touches that product or service.
0: I think that that's you know, a, a great point. I appreciate you highlighting it because it really gets to the heart of the difference of what is going on here today. And the difference in, in in communication really is about that idea of entertainment or more specifically programming. Today, if a brand is executing correctly and delivering all that it can and living up to its potential... It's it's communication, it's marketing, it's storytelling is not should not be designed to interrupt life's programming. It should actually become a part of life's programming. Mm. And I think the difference mm. you hit the nail on the head is that it's entertainment.
2: Mm. Yeah, not interrupt. Say that again, because that was great. Uh, not interrupt your life, but how did you phrase that? Say it again.
0: If a brand is executing at its highest potential today, its communication and marketing and storytelling will not interrupt life's programming. It will be a, become a part of life's programming. Wow,
2: that's strong. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Um, you're talking about executive producing your brand, and you have some actual suggestions on how to do this so so start talking about it. well first of all explain you've been doing this kind of stuff for a while i mean you were uh, uh, head of global strategic media and storytelling at weber uh, shan i can't say that word say it for me
0: shan thank
2: you for helping me out and you work with the company called dreamworks animation uh tell me about that a little bit before we get into your work today
0: Sure um you know when when I was at Weber I ran their and I created and ran their global strategic media practice and that entire business model was was based off of the idea that you needed to create a global unified approach to storytelling for your executives and your company and you know it was a very different market offering at the time because most people you know they had one person in New York or a team that communicated there and then they sh- sent out messages and figured out how to do that in different parts of the world and it was my assertion that if you controlled the top-tier business press from one centralized point no matter where in the world you were talking to Business Week or the New York Times or, or Forbes for that matter, it was it was you know told through master storytellers that were in in under my control and direction mm-hmm. that the impact of storytelling would be much more measurable and mm-hmm. that was you know what what we did and one of the the you know we were very successful in one of our uh... probably most prolific clients was dreamworks animation and we yes. were brought in there to um, not really focus on their their movies because you know kung fu panda and, and and things of that nature that didn't really need our help what they wanted us to do was position the company as a leading technology innovator who was revolutionizing the future of 3d and animation with people like hewlett-packard and intel and in the process of doing that really craft a leadership and visionary position for jeffrey Katzenberg that took him outside of Hollywood, you know, to to a more global business stage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having the privilege and pleasure of serving him and that company in that capacity, I got to watch a movie studio be run in real time. And, you know, learning the entire process of a movie from inception to screen you know has informed a lot of what we're going to talk about today because that's where I think a lot of my ideas of turning a brand into a studio uh, has come to be Mm -hmm. because if you think about the power of storytelling today and looking at storytelling as a business competency a brand is really not trying to do anything different than bring a a major uh, creative production to life Mm -hmm. and make sure that as many people go to see that movie Mm. And that's what we're going to look at today is, you know, the three phases that a movie studio operates on, which is development, production and distribution, because I think anybody who's in charge of uh, a brand today and storytelling should contemplate thinking about how to storytell and develop narrative through that
2: lens billy uh, i want to again let people know that i'm speaking with billy howard i'm your host marty wolf of the business builder show billy what's the best way for people to connect with you because i'm sure they're already fascinated they're they're taking notes what's the best way for people to connect with you
0: You can go to my website, which is Branthropology, dot com, and you can go to our Work With Us page uh, and, you know, check out my book and everything else that we do there.
2: Yeah, and actually on your site, I believe that, uh, and I've seen on social media, because you practice what you preach. You're on several different distribution channels. Is that the right way to say it? I see you on Facebook. I see you on LinkedIn. I see you all over the place, and that's good stuff, and um I I believe that you have an offer, don't you, on on some of your social media, that uh, people can talk to you uh, temporarily or briefly? Is that correct?
0: Sure. You can – you know, Twitter is is usually easiest, and that's at mashup tweet. Um, But, yes, I mean, I I have a a vibrant social media presence, and I think that, you know, that's the distribution phase of this model. But I think a lot of people are making the mistake of just thinking about the distribution without really understanding that the development and production phase – are critical because if you don't develop and produce at a very high level that seeks to, as Carrie pointed out, entertain and delight, then it doesn't really matter where you distribute it because no one's going to tune in.
2: Yeah, there you go. Well, you have, you're calling them three easy steps. Um, so of what a, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sitting here, well, I don't know if it's easy, but you do make it sound, you make this very clear. So let's talk about the three steps that a marketing person can can really look at to, in, in, in quotes, executor produce their brand. So the first one you mentioned is the development and you call it think of a brand story as a movie that is being written and cast billy let me marty let me cut you off
1: before you start could you explain to our audience the difference between push and pull information
0: sure um, it's a, a great point to highlight because that's what the entire platform model of communications is predicated on. In the past, communication was 90%, I would say, of the time, a push function. You come up with what a company wants to say and you push it out and you see you know, where it sticks. Um, my idea of platform communications and, and the studio model is both push and pull. So if you create an ecosystem, if you create a digital platform that seeks to... Uh, engage and entertain, you're, at, you're pulling an audience towards you that can hopefully be monetized over time, very similar to how a television network or an entertainment studio is actually set up, while also pushing out that, that content to the people that uh, you are trying to reach. So, so it's, they, it's this the dual approach that you're not just doing one, you're doing both, and it's my assertion that that you know creates and uh, and amplifies uh, uh, to an exponential level. So let's get back.
2: Let's get back to the three steps: development. Think of your brand story as a movie that is being written and cast. Give me some more information.
0: Well, when, you, when you're thinking about, you know, what is the story you want to tell? I mean, today, as you touched upon, Morty, it's less about product and more about experience. So how do you go within your company and find out what really makes you different? Uh, what, is it, what is the story? What is the narrative you want to write? How are you going to bring that to life? And then looking at the cast of characters, the people inside of your organization, to figure out, very similar to when you're casting a movie, who are the right faces and talent to, mm-hmm. to share that message. Mm-hmm. That, in summary, is really what the um, the development phase looks like.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Production. We're moving into production.
0: Production, you know, is the place where you have to do a variety of things. Number one, you have to figure out what are the right type of vehicles to tell the story or the movie that you have come up with in phase one and what i mean by that is it really gets to this idea of programming we work with our clients to not just create videos of people talking to into a camera and talking about different things from the sense of just the lens of information we're coming up with programming concepts that are shows that people can tune into and return to over and over again um, you mm-hmm. know we we work with a major professional services firm for example where we wanted to look at this idea of purposeful business and, you know, we packaged a variety of different shows uh, to to draw people in, you know, we brought in a celebrity chef and, and senior uh, entrepreneurs to sit around a table and break bread. I can't really get into it in more detail because sure. it hasn't right. been launched yet, yeah, but okay. I think you get the idea of, of what I'm talking about. It's really looking to create entertainment properties that will bring you, uh, you know, return uh, audience over and over again. And then and the next critical thing in that production phase is building a platform. You know, it's it's not putting something on your website. It's a microsite. It's a content hub. It's a content platform. It's whatever you want to call it. But that's kind of the set, if you will, of your movie yeah. uh, and where it's yeah. going to be shown. Yeah. So those are two of the most critical components, I think, of the production phase, uh, you know, to, to sure. simplify it down.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh... Distribution. Imagine all the ways in which you can sell tickets to your show. Billy, I love that. Imagine all the ways in which you can sell tickets to your show. Tell me more about that.
0: Well, that's all about the idea of what we just touched on earlier. You know, a lot of people lose perspective and lose, you know, sight of what's really important. It's not necessarily how many followers you have on Twitter or Facebook or what, it's about Coming up with quality content and then figuring out the best channels to push it out on. You know, when when we create these platforms for our clients, we have these flagship programs, you know, that you can tune in and watch them in a more long form fashion, which is you know from the poll function. But when we're but when we're sending this type of information out, we're looking at what is the way we could take this show and come up with a snippet that makes sense for Facebook that's going to have a call to action. Right. What is the right picture that we want to put of this on Pinterest. How do we want to capture this in a, in a quick vine perhaps for Twitter? Yes. So it's coming up with a master content strategy and then figuring out both from an audience lens and from a geography lens, what are the right distribution channels to reach people where, you know, you you fill as many seats, if you will, as possible to your to your show.
2: Yeah, I love the idea, though. So who'd you sell tickets to? It's it's targeting. You know, who's who'd be interested in coming to your show and, and, and reaching them in the different ways. Right.
0: Exactly, and I think that that's where, you know, this idea of pulling and pushing makes a lot of sense because it's not scattershot, it's hopefully rifle shot if it's executed correctly. So, you know, or if you're a, or one of our, our potential clients is a is a major cybersecurity company, they, you know, it's a very hot issue in the news, but the way, you, only way you're going to succeed in, in something that's that ubiquitous is to carve out a really specific narrative, Yeah, put a stake in the ground around the the component of that that you want to own, and then they have a very specific target audience. They don't want to talk to, um, you know, this whole C-suite. They don't want to talk to a middle line manager. They want to talk to the person right. who's the chief security officer, the chief information officer, even at this point, the chief uh, executive officer, because that's how big of a, a threat cybersecurity is to profitability. Right. So it's the idea of working with your your client or working with your, your team to figure out, not only what your story is, but how are you going to achieve maximum impact from a a business outcome standpoint by reaching the right people who are going to make a difference.
2: Okay, Gary, Billy, something on your mind.
1: You mentioned a key word, and it's uh, mentioned through WeCommerce, and again, excellent book. You said the P word, purpose. It sounds like if you cannot identify your true north, star or your true purpose, you're really not going to be able to uh, execute. Is that true?
0: Well, I think that that is definitely the case. It's always been the case. I mean, if you don't clearly articulate your mission as a company and make it very clear what it is you're trying to achieve, you're not going to succeed. I think there's an added layer on that in, in today's marketplace, which is a sense of responsibility. Today, businesses can no longer function solely through the lens of profitability. If you do not function with the sense of profiting with some type of purpose that gives back to the world, helps us work through this very transformative uh, period in ways that go back to the, the central narrative of this interview and my book, which is nobody really is going to succeed if they're not collaborating and working in service of the collective we as opposed to the singular me. That's certainly true on an individual level, but it also ladders up to business. And that's what I mean, uh, you know, what the evolved definition of purposeful business looks like.
2: Excellent. Billy Howard has been my guest. And uh, give us your website again, Billy.
0: Uh, It's brandthropology.com, B-R-A-N-D-T-H-R-O-P-O-L-O-G-I-E.com.
2: This article or several articles, are they available on your website?
0: They are available, actually. uh, I'm an active contributor to Forbes right now, and you can find me uh, on Forbes.com.
2: Excellent. Um, what else should we be looking for? I mean, this is all exciting stuff. Uh, you know, uh, anything in the in the near future that beyond all this exciting stuff that you want to tell us about? We're down to our last couple of minutes, but I just love being with you, man. I'm fired up every time I'm with you. You know, you're, you're one of the most creative people I've ever been around. So last closing minutes or some things you'd want to suggest to us.
0: Well, Marty always bring out the best of me, uh, so I appreciate your support as always. But uh, the only thing I would say is that uh, we're actually going to be releasing a learning series. Uh, It'll be the first of Brandthropology Learning Series that we'll we'll hopefully be producing for the long term. But we are going to be putting out a How to Executive Produce Your Brand uh, tutorial, if you will, and that will be available uh, on our website over the next uh, week or so. So hopefully you can, you know listen to the interview, go get a little more information at Forbes and then you know if you need more information you can uh, <clears throat> watch, the, the, watch the series. And you can also contact me uh, on my website. i happy to speak to anyone who wants to reach out and get more information.
2: Billy Howard, you're the best. I love your book. I'm going to say the book again. It's WeCommerce, How to Create, Collaborate, and Succeed in the Sharing Economy. And uh, Billy's website is Brandthropology.com. Check her out. Follow her on all her Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else that she is. So, Billy, thanks again for being part of the Business Builder Show.
0: Thank you so much for having me back. It's a pleasure.
2: Yeah, terrific. Okay, you have been listening to The Business Builder Show, and thank you so much. I'm Marty Wolf, your host. Kerry Carney has been with me. D.C. Taylor is our executive producer, and we'll be back next week. So enjoy your week. Bye-bye now.
0: Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.